I just felt like I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm struggling. Everything I do is a juggle. Mm. You know, entrepreneurs focus on their business and ta-da! They, they, they're, they're a success. Whereas I was thinking, no, I don't feel like a success in anything. Welcome to Screw It, Just Do It, brought to you by Startup You, inspiring and supporting entrepreneurs to make a full-time living doing what you love. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, fellow entrepreneur, Virgin mentor, and founder of Startup You, the regional partner of Virgin Startup, providing startup funding, mentoring, and support. Each episode features the stories from two entrepreneurs at different stages in their journey who talk us through their successes and failures. You get to take on board all of their learnings and none of the failure. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hayes, with the number one recruiting experts in the UK. Whether you're searching for your perfect job or looking to scale your business by building the perfect team, go to hayes.co.uk, quoting Startup You. Welcome to episode 036 of Screw It, Just Do It. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, and on today's show, I speak to Tara Howard who left school at 16, to go on to become a commercial airline pilot and mum of four and is now founder of the Venus Awards, which recognises and celebrates the successes of regional businesswomen throughout the UK. What started as a one-off awards ceremony back in 2009 is now a nine-region operation about to launch into London and with international aspirations. We talk about empowering women and children and also changing people's lives. This is a great interview, a great interviewee. Let's start up. Tell me a little bit, first of all, about your vision um, when you created the Venus Awards back in 2009, I believe. Well, basically, the reason why I started the awards is, (laughs) we're going back a bit, I was nominated for the Entrepreneur of the Year Award and the Dorset Business Awards. And at the time, I was I was running two hotels <coughs> and I was also uh, bringing up four children. I uh, had two stepchildren as well and um, I had some property and I just felt like I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm struggling. Everything I do is a juggle. Mm. You know, entrepreneurs focus on their business and ta-da! They, they, they're, they're a success. Whereas I was thinking, no, I don't feel like a success in anything. Um, but I thought, actually, this is good PR. So I thought, well, if they're stupid enough to nominate me, I'm going <laughs> to slim and well go ahead. <laughs> and so I, I said yes, and I agreed to the meetings. And I had a meeting with um, <coughs> Dorset, no, the Bournemouth University. And it was a lovely meeting, but they sent me a letter and they said, I'm sorry, you haven't made it through and you're doing some great job with with women or as far as women are concerned and I didn't really take that in and I certainly don't take umbrage at it because I thought yeah they're right what is there out there for people like me mm. so I started the Langtree Manor Business Women Awards which is supposed to be just for women in Bournemouth but what happened was I had women in cross Dorset saying well hey one minute what about us really hmm. so um I made it the, the, the Dorset Awards instead of just the Bournemouth Awards. And, um, but it was just a small affair. I mean, the, it was at the Langtry Manor Hotel. We could only take 98 people. 
Yeah. Um, and I had to restrict it so you could only ever bring, I could only bring one guest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what it what it did show me is that it was um, very in high demand. There was excitement being generated. There was interest. There was anticipation. There was feelings of just worthiness where there had been none before. All of this stuff going on, and it was just wow. And I've had people coming up. You know, the audience has grown a lot since then, which I'll cover. But I've had people coming up to me, and this is the clincher, or this was the clincher for me. This has changed my life. Wow. Oh, wow. Something mm. I have done. You know, running hotels is lovely, but you don't change people's lives. You might enhance them a bit. Yeah. But with the awards, people were saying to me, actually, I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't think this. I thought I was just doing, and because I've won the award or even been nominated, I've now started thinking ahead in my business i've done loads of things i wouldn't otherwise have done i'm really i'm ready to take on the world and that's just amazing to hear yeah, and, must be. Mm. and i'm just excuse me i'm just really keen that as many women and men where appropriate because with the venus it's very female dom- dominated by the name of course until yeah. we call it the female the, the venus and mars awards where um and i don't know about the um whether i'm allowed to do that ah. um it's very much about women in business. However, it's about men and women celebrating women's achievements. We have lots of male sponsors. We have lots of people like yourself supporting uh, in the ways that you do. And the awards themselves have, um, I would say, 30% uh, a male attendance, okay. which actually turns it on its head because most business awards are the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Correct. it's nice to have a little bit more colour in the room, I must say. Absolutely. It was uh, coined <laughs> by Channel 4 as the Working Women's Oscars, and we do use that a little bit in our marketing because it sounds good. Yeah. And it's also, in a way, what I'm aiming for because we've all been to stuffy awards where we think, kill me now, when's this finished? Yeah. And I wanted to make it different. I wanted to make it everybody's 15 minutes of fame. You know, mm. whoever you are. It's your chance to shine and your chance to be recognised. So anyway, so we had, uh, it was such a huge success. I had calls to take it to other parts of the country. And I was like, no, 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 no. Really? I nearly killed myself okay. doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm running a hotel. I'm bringing up four kids and I'm running an awards ceremony. Yeah. And you're asking me to do two. And also, if I didn't do two, then I would have to make what I had bigger, mm. which would mean that less women pro rata get recognised. And I feel that most of us do deserve some recognition. Mm. So if that wasn't what I wanted to do was just to make it bigger. So it's my husband who's um, who's got more of a brain in that side of things said, invest in the technology and then you can take it elsewhere. And I said, well, I'm well known in Dorset. I don't know about anywhere else. But I, I'm one of those people, if you wind me up and you send me off in a direction or I send myself in a direction, then, you know, I'll keep going until something comes along and sends me in another direction. Yeah. So off I go to do Southampton and it was another huge success. <laughs> so then there were calls elsewhere. We went to uh, Devon and we went to Sussex. Uh, we did Bristol and Birmingham and there, uh, we did Southampton and we did Portsmouth and Isle of Wight. And then I realised in one year, I did eight regions, which sounded lovely, but the car wasn't properly built yet. Yeah, you know? okay. 
it wasn't built for eight regions. So mm. I, it, they were all a success, but it meant that I was exhausted. Mm. And so I had to think about being cleverer. So it's actually, I've reduced it some. So it's Southampton is and Portsmouth and Isle of Wight and what was going to be North Hampshire was just Hampshire at the moment. We've still got Dorset. Um, Devon and Cornwall are in awards now. Thames Valley is taking in a couple of counties. Okay. And London, which is the next new awards, which I'm very excited about. Oh, London is, really? Yeah, we've got oh, our wow. first few sponsors on board. Awesome. And it's going to be at the Waldorf. And it's launching in the spring, and it's going to uh, it's going to be in December. So I'm very excited about that. We've already got some interest, mm. and um, the cost of putting it on there is twice the price. But so is the sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, how, how, yeah, exactly. So you, you pick an amazing venue with with more than 98 seats, obviously. Yes. And um, I do expect to be fully booked, however, because it's not the biggest venue in London, which is I'm pleased about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and was it a conscious decision then to go to like the bordering counties first because you're physically going to be appearing at every single event? So you go to Southampton and then you go to Devon, you go to Cornwall. Yeah. Yes. I mean, okay. the, we're still working on the model that doesn't have Tara. Yeah. And while Tara hates the idea of that, um, in order for it to grow, because I like to be part of it all and make sure it's all going the way I want it to, in order for it to go, I, I'm putting in the processes and the procedures that can make it happen without me. I mean, there were, are already events that happen yeah. without me. Yeah. Um, but it, in order for it to have the impact it needs to have, or I want it to have, then it's got to it's got to be itself, its own, growing its own um, self. Yeah. But what I'd like eventually is the awards to go global and yeah. to fly in because I've, I've done deals, car deals. We've got. A very nice Mercedes at the moment, uh, which is part of the sponsorship. We've had quite a few um, VW Beetles, and <laughs> so that's expanding, which is great. All these new cars all the time. I can't complain. No. But I'd like to do a deal with an airline and fly in all the winners um, oh. for the Global Venus Awards. Okay. But the main thing, um, what I've realised, I hope I'm not talking too much, Alex, because once you start me off, there's no stopping me. <laughs> That's brilliant. You're so enthusiastic and passionate about it. I love it. Yeah. Um, what I've realised is actually when it comes to women and women getting the freedoms and the recognition they so deserve, it actually comes down to the men. That's what's happened in the Western world. The men have the men appreciate the women they appreciate what we can achieve mm. and they don't try and um don't try and suppress us no whereas i think there are countries where women are very suppressed mm. and i think they need the chance to escape from that they need microfinancing they need upskilling and all of those things but also what we need to do is we need to be educating the boys and the men on the value of the women and to, have to look at them differently and to respect us differently. Mm. And I have this um, new, not goal, raison d'etre, of empowering a generation of leaders to become a movement of change. And that's really, you know, I'm getting goosebumps. But that's, <laughs> that's really, you know, where it's coming from. Yes, it's about women, but it's actually about the men and the boys as well. Mm. 
And and would there be countries, because um, I know you've traveled a lot as well, same as myself, but are, are there countries that you think you, you possibly could never go in or, or in future maybe you could, but at, at the moment you, you potentially couldn't? Yeah, I think I think I know one particular one you're thinking of, and I think it will be a while before mm. we can take Venus to Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, there are other countries that we could start with, most definitely. And I'm not saying you start with the awards; you start with other things, so that then the awards can be more plausible in the future. Okay. Um, but there's there's more important things than awarding people at the moment. It's giving them freedom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and when you look to um, organize the, the model that you have at the moment, do you have like a, a representative in each region so that you can't be physically everywhere and you, you're obviously trying to organize it online uh, and using various tools, I'm, I, I'm, I'm assuming as well? Um, yes, I do have some tools. <laughs> um, <coughs> but I, I have a regional partner in Devon and Cornwall. Um, and the rest of them I'm doing myself at the moment. Uh, London, because it's a new region, it's a new area, and just we're tweaking how it works, very much doing it myself mm. um, with the team, the Venus team. But eventually some of these will be, I will be looking for regional partners to actually take on these regions as their own. Yeah. And, and when you started it with that, with that first, uh, and I suppose for people who don't know you, that the Langtree Manor is your traditional family business yes and uh, t tell us briefly for a little bit of color the the the, the history of the, uh, of, of the of the Langtree Manor well it was built by King Edward VII for Little Langtree as a love nest and it had very it very much has her initials over the place as a minstrel's gallery tapestry chandeliers the works mm. is really historical it's no longer in the family anymore um my focus has been very much on the Venus Awards and I think the family felt that they they didn't want to continue without, without, not without me. Yeah. Um, but it just did, it wasn't necessarily. And I just felt that it was time having been in the hotel and the family business for 25 years or whatever it was, mm. it was time to move on and do something else. So, yeah. yeah. And, and so when you did those first awards there in 2009, um, how did you think, when you made the decision then to go into Hampshire, um, was it just yourself, literally like one man band, and then you've had to scale a team around yes, that? Exactly. Wow. And how, how have you managed to do that? Have you is there now like a, a group of you that, um, that that form part of the team, and you've got like the regional partners? How have you kind of structured the organisation there? Uh, we have the head office here in Dorset, and most of it runs from there. And then if we have a, you know a regional partner when they're communicating with them, okay. um, uh, mm. yeah, you know what's good is we, I mean we have project plans with a thousand items on per each region and it's still not complete you wow. know there's there's a lot to do for every region mm. um but what i like about it is that there's a tick list because i'm being an old an ex-pilot myself i do like yeah. my checklist yeah yeah and um when you're a pilot it's a matter of life and death whether mm. or not you follow the ch checklist so sometimes my my team are reminded that it's life and death <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, um, similar background in a way that it's um, airline. So, did you train after um, after education to, to become a pilot straight away from there, or did you tra travel for a bit first? Uh, well, I I left school at sixteen. I was 
I had three older brothers that all decided I was stupid. One asked me, what's 10% of 100? And I said, oh, I don't know. So from then on, that was the family story. Our sisters are so stupid. Right. So when I was at school, I didn't do any work. Mm. There's boys. Hmm. You know, there's more interesting things than working. And it was only when I left school, I thought, oh, dear, I better do something. So I did a secretarial college and went to London and um, stuff like that. Um, but what happened is that when I was in, I've forgotten the question. I've gone off on a tangent. Oh, my education. Yeah. When I was in London, um, I split up with a boyfriend and traveled the world and ended up in Australia and um, I saw they didn't have any nice undie stores so you've got Marks and Spencers and Knicker Block Box here in the UK and there was nothing really in Australia so I did the market research I was going to do the man new bikini and the, all these different things and I was and I did night school business night school and then I thought well, well stop Tara I was just about to press go and I thought one minute you're 20 years old this is the time to travel this is when you don't have ties mm. don't give yourself ties now so um, I, I carried on my travelling as it has been planned. Um, and then my parents didn't like a boyfriend I'd found myself in Australia. So they sent huh. me to pilot school in, in America. They'd seen that uh, I wasn't as stupid as I originally thought mm-hmm. um, by the, you know, the, the business school and everything else. So I'd done my first solo in the UK and they sent me to pilot school in America. Now, if you're trying to get your daughter away from a boy they don't like, pilot school in america sounds like a good plan yeah exactly yeah it backfired (laughs) my two children four children is the same guy they tried to get me away from really i didn't know that oh my god so um that didn't really work but (laughs) what pilot school did do for me because i arrived really very green with not having studied at school not really knowing anything but what it did show me and it's something that i say to others is I was even saying it to my son because he's studying for his O-levels. said, if you really want something, you can make it happen. You just need to really want it. You need to be not be scared of asking questions and not be scared of hard work. Mm. So that was really what I learned is that, yes, I was being ridiculed when I kept on putting my hand up to ask what seemed like a basic question in pilot school. But what happened was there were other people that weren't putting their hand up that weren't good at getting as good scores as I was. Mm. So it showed me, it reinforced to me that actually if you push forward, I was pushing for my check rise, I was asking what I was going to, you know, I was investigating, I was studying and doing everything I needed to because I knew that I, I had to put in that extra effort. I couldn't just ride it. And so having achieved that, I got my instrument, my instructors, my instrument instructors, my multi-engine, um, all of those things, and I was, became a flight instructor it just showed me that actually, girl, you can do anything. And mm. at the time, I didn't realise it. You can beat the boys at their own game too. Yeah. So that was uh, that was my learning. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I mean, pretty much the, the embodiment of um, being able to say to um, a lot of the women who, who must get nominated for your awards that you can have everything. You can be a mum. You can be – you can have a career. You, you, you can do it all. Yes, you can. And actually – I, th- I do have a philosophy when it comes to the kids as well, is I think you help them to help themselves. As soon as my son can hold a butter knife, then I'm showing him how to make a sandwich yeah. for himself. You know, and what I love about that is that my kids are, have all turned out, they've had to be quite independent. You know, they, they're they just off doing their own thing. I've got two of them in Australia at the moment. Oh, okay. um, 
but one of them was at uh, uni in America and he was coaching the board housewives at the Hamptons oh, with yeah. his tennis. Wow. So he had a nice time. Um, my daughter's travelled backwards and forwards to Australia on her own dollar six or seven times now. Mm. Another son at university and the other one wants to go to college with his golf. Um, so, that, you know, I've helped them help themselves. And I think that's really important. Mm. And I think as working mothers, we are we are an example to them of you know, working hard to get what you want. Yeah, well, it sounds to me like a, a real story of empowerment, be, be that children, be that women in business. Yeah, I guess so. I guess, I guess so. I think. Yeah. I think we, as women, we can beat ourselves up, and I think we can all beat ourselves up. Yeah. You know, I went to I went to an event the other day with Kath Kidson. You know, Kath Kidson. She does the. Yeah, I do, certainly do. Yeah. She was talking, and she said, "You know, I was getting, I was such a success," and she says it was terrible because I thought I, someone's going to find me out soon. <laughs> They're going to find out I'm a fraud. Yeah. And you know, even her, who has been such a huge success goes through those questions so don't ever mm. anybody whoever you are think you're alone one thing my husband said to me because sometimes i will say oh, i don't think i'm good enough or whatever enough to do that and he's always beating me up for that well you know not literally <laughs> <laughs> let's not get that message on here not literally. Um, <laughs> but um i think that we can all be like that but one thing he said to me he said there isn't a successful person out there that hasn't punched above their weight yeah and I remember that continuously. And you, then you can't be front, frightened of anything when you really, when you embody that and you take that on. Mm. You, you know, you just get on with things. That's honestly like one of the biggest lessons I've take, taken away from this year and, you know, having a whole host of amazing people speak at the events we do and then the entrepreneurs who, who come on and speak on the podcast is the same message in that the minute they all started to realise realizing that everybody else was winging it they were all right <laughs> but up to that point i thought who am i what am i doing in this universe and it was like no everybody else is just winging it you know yeah yeah and you, <laughs> you go down some roads where you where they're dead ends and you just that's part of being an entrepreneur it's not a straight line no ever. no 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 Whereas hopefully it is you if you're in charge of an aircraft yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's helpful Yes. Looking at the fuel, for example. Yes, you have to adjust. There you go. Yeah. Thank constant adjustments. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, um, going to where you are now with the Venus Awards, was it once you'd done the first one? Did you then have to think, um, okay, that was great, really enjoyed it, nearly killed me. Now all these other offers to get to go elsewhere. How do I turn this into a business? Was that one of one of the first things you had to think about then, or did that come? far later on and you just thought now this is an event this is this is an award i think it came later on i think it was a couple of years before there was a promotional activity for the hotel mainly right but then when i realized the effect it was having on people i i wanted to do more i wanted to mm. recognize more women yeah and um i did think about making it a charity or something like that but then i thought actually because it's entrepreneurial business women etc cetera, etc cetera, i wanted to make it a business rather than yeah, charity. Yeah. Um, now it's not, you know, running awards isn't going to, you're not going to sort of run off and buy a Sunseeker yacht, even though I'd like to do a sponsorship deal for one. Um, but that's not what it is for me. It doesn't matter. You know, yes, it's, it's got to wash its face. It's got to do more than wash its face, which it does, mm. but it's not going to be 
but that's not what it's about. Mm. It's about bigger than that. Um, and I think it's really important to have something that's about more than just you, yeah. more than just making money. And um, so plans for, for 2018, where do you see, so London is the next one? London, well, I've got, I've got Dorset, I've got Devon, Thames Valley, Dorset and Hampshire first. Yeah. And then London was, is the last of next year. Okay. And, and I've that, got the national final as well, so. Yeah, that's right, because you, you just had the national final, I believe, as well. Yes, it wasn't that far ago. Yeah. Um, so, so do you think um, any more regions, um, sort of time span wise, for you? Is it London's going to be the next new region? Well, London, we're coming because London is so big. At one stage, I even, in the early days, chopped it up into thirty. Wow! Yeah, yeah. That was in my early ambitious days. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now, the, the trouble with London is chopping up geographically was is always a problem, and I couldn't get my head around it. Yeah. How do we do that? Because if you know somebody in London, you don't know which part of London they're in. So we'd have to run all the award ceremonies at the same time. Mm. You know, like the whole process is at the same time for nomination. So um, what I'm doing is I'm doing verticals instead. So there would be women in technology, women in property, uh, women okay. in women in finance, those yep. those sorts of technical, sorts sort of verticals. So I can still get more women um, nominated and you can still have small business and all of mm. those different categories, an entrepreneur yep. in technology. Um, and that's the way of getting enough women recognised is to, ha to have these verticals. But we're coming, we're coming, first of all, with Venus Original, which is roughly what we have elsewhere. And then we can add on the new ones um, as, we, as we build the interest in the different categories. And when you, when you take on board partners and sponsors, are they, are they on a national level or are they specifically regional? regional regional so, okay um so you develop those relationships for, we are looking for at this moment because it's been the natwest venus awards but yeah. in london they already have another women's award so okay. we're in a bit of flux with title sponsorship so we are looking for that title sponsor and mm. i want it to be you know i, I don't think if, if esther lauder came to me and said we'd like to be title sponsor i don't think i'd want to do that Having said that, I might eat my words if they came with a big check. Yeah. Like, oh, I can recognise more women with this. Yay. But the idea is to keep it more um, more on a business focus. You know, if they said we'd like to sponsor a category, then perfect. Yeah. But I think it's got to have, you know, like I do like the NatWest Venus Awards or, the, you know, an insurance company or or something um, something a bit more businessy at mm -hmm. the beginning. Yeah. So it's not just the person with the biggest check. No, but that helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course it does. Of course it does. But no, I, I lo love what you do, and uh, it's interesting um, to like mutual connections. And since I put up um, a post asking for um, female mentors in this area to support the, the businesses that that uh, we're helping fund here, I've literally been overwhelmed by female business owners, and and they all literally link back to you. So that was why I was keen to get you on we're literally over a virgin can't believe that we've um, literally gone from say like three mentors here to now we've got another 30 have come forward and wow. over 20 of those are all females and i can trace them all back to you so it's very <laughs> interesting well it's absolutely that I, I i'm sorry that i just don't have the bandwidth to do it but what's no, great is of course not i've i've got um i've got people and 
people that do that can help and support so that's amazing well that, yeah and, and again that's you know all credit to you like you say you can't build this on your own but if you've got people who are willing to, to take up those batons and um, you know and be beacons to, to help other people other women um, start in business then you know more power to you yeah it's, ama- it's amazing that stuff like this is, is just got it's, it's, it's got a power of its own a life of its own it's, I love it Awesome. Well, listen, I know you're a very busy lady, so thank you so much for your time. Uh, we'd love to get you to speak at one of our events, but we'll Would love to. schedule that in for 2018 once you get your holiday out of the way and um, yeah. be in touch in, uh, in the new year. Fabulous. Thanks cool. a lot. Thanks, Tara. Take guys. it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. Before I move on to my takeaways from my interview with Tara, I'd like to get you to start thinking about your favourite interviewee of the past year since we started um, this podcast back in June and also who you would like me to interview who hasn't been interviewed yet or perhaps someone I have interviewed who you'd like me to interview again. So start thinking and I'll be asking you about that to send in your suggestions very soon. So moving on to my interview with Tara, um, really enjoyed it as always. A couple of takeaways for me, um, empowerment, such a great word. And we talked about it in relation to to business, businessmen and women, and also kids, um, essentially helping people to help themselves. So huge, I think, when you're when you're hiring staff and even more so when you're you're training staff when you're scaling your business is is giving them the tools to succeed, but um, helping them to help themselves. So getting them to do it for themselves and finding out, yes, making mistakes, no, not making the same mistakes again, um, but empowering them. So think about how you can integrate that into your business. Um, changing people's lives, amazing really, um, that you could do so with with recognition. Um, and again, thinking about your own workplace, do you recognize people who work for you on a regular basis? Um, it can be just a word, it can be a bunch of flowers, it could be a lunch or a meal out, whatever that may be. What can you do? Doesn't need to cost the earth um, a nice word, is, is recognition for somebody of a job well done and encouraging them to to move forward and, and, and do more for you and more to help themselves as well. Um, and lastly, being found out, one of my favourite uh, subjects, um, the Tara saying that uh, she's waiting for, for people to find her out and it's one of those things that I've found out more and more the more people I talk to and, um, you know, we are all winging it. Um, <laughs> Especially to start with, you know, 80-20 rule. If you're 80% good to go, then go with that business idea. Don't wait until it's 100% ready because it never, ever will be. But, you know, don't be afraid of being found out. We are all winging it to some degree, whether you're Steve Jobs, um, me or you. We are all winging it to a certain extent to start with. Um, And it's just, you know, finding out through your own experience, through your own mistakes, on how to do things better. It really is. Um, and before I go, last word will be to point out, if you haven't been to one of our live events, we would love to meet you there in person. I would love to meet you myself. Um, first one is in Bournemouth on January the 24th. And 
you can find that on Eventbrite by just Googling Virgin Startup Events on Eventbrite. And we've then got the podcast masterclass the week after that on the 31st of January as well. So if you're part of your plans for 2018 are starting your own podcast, then I'd love to show you in person how I created this and how we've done so well with it, getting it into top 100 on iTunes on a consistent basis. And we've also got live events in both Brighton and Manchester um, going live this week. So look out for them on the Eventbrite page as well. I hope you're all enjoying the wind down to Christmas and I look forward to speaking to you again on our Saturday startup slot this Saturday with Nikolai Piriankov from Taylor and Hart. Thanks for listening. If you'd like the opportunity to attend one of our live events with some of the world's leading entrepreneurs, just go to startupu.co.uk and click on the events calendar. That's startupu with the letter U. From there, you'll be able to see what live events we've got coming up and book a ticket from as little as £5, which includes a complimentary drink and the opportunity to network with like-minded entrepreneurs. Hope to see you soon. If you're an entrepreneur looking for funding, mentoring or support, go to startupu.co.uk. And if you'd like to share your startup story, we'd love to hear from you. Just go to the contact page on startupu.co.uk and we'll be in touch. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe and I'd love it if you left me a review of the show. To connect with me personally, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook at Alex Chisnell. Until the next show, remember don't wait. The time will never be just right. Action always beats intention. This show is brought to you by RocketSpark, who make it easy for anyone to build a great-looking website. Each month, RocketSpark offer one lucky listener the opportunity to get a website absolutely free for the next six months to do some in-market testing of a new idea. Just go to rocketspark.com slash screwitjustdoit to enter. Just do it.